Welcome to Logos Live. I'm Robert Martin, Director of the City Bible Forum in Melbourne, and I'm your host for the show. Logos is Greek for word or message, and Logos Live engages the Christian message before a live audience in the CBD of Melbourne. And do we have a live audience here today? Yes! Yes. There are a few alive people out there. And we also aim to have a bit of fun. Who said exploring the big questions of life shouldn't be enjoyable? Melbourne is a funny city. It hosts the annual comedy festival, and people say funny things. But what about God? Does he share in the jokes? Does God laugh? This is the question that we're exploring today, and we're privileged to have a couple of comedians join us. Howard Langmead is an Anglican priest who doubles up as a stand-up comic. He's appeared at a number of Melbourne International Comedy Festival events, and he believes that the 11th commandment is thou shalt laugh. And he joins us now. Please welcome Howard Langmead. Good day, Rob. Good to be here. Glad that you're back again. Our second guest is Shelia Allen. Now, Shelia is a career consultant with noted careers, but also performs stand-up comedy. She's performed a number of shows, including the Melbourne Comedy Festival Raw Open Mic Comedy Competition. Please welcome Shelia Allen. Thank you. Welcome, Shelia. It's great that you can join us. Now, just to clarify, your name is Shelia, not Sheila. That's right. Exactly. Yes, because sometimes people get that confused. Is that right? Well, when I first arrived in Australia, that was the first thing they said. Welcome to Australia, Sheila. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I ain't no Sheila, I'm Shelia. (laughs) He looked at my passport and he said, your L is in the wrong place. (laughs) So, there you go. There you go. Welcome to Australia. Thank you. uh, Shelia, you have done open mic comedy. Now... Tell us, what is, what's that experience like? What is open mic comedy? Uh, you actually want to die. <laughs> but I like to feel like I've got the Holy Spirit there, and I want to feel like carbonated holiness there. Right, okay. Yeah, yes. it's funny. So is, is open mic comedy scary? Very scary. I want to die. Yeah. I dig my own grave. Yeah. And I carry my own cross. Yeah. So you're going to die. <laughs> so, yes, it is for me. Yeah, I don't know about you. you I, I, I've died on stage often, mm. but I'm a Christian, so I believe in resurrection. <laughs> but then you got to come back out and you got to uh, kill. Do it all over again. That's right. Die, resurrect. Die, resurrect. Just because we're interested, tell us about some of your death experiences. What, what happened? You mean my death experiences? Yeah, on the stage, yeah. Well, I don't know if it was a death experience, but I had a group of guys, nine of them, I was performing with, and I was the only female, so they said that I was the uh, the sweet spot in the show, and I, I actually said, I really think they meant I was the piece of chocolate in the show, because I was the only black female there. Right. <laughs> so they said they'd like to eat some of that. <laughs> so I wanted to die, because I was embarrassed. <laughs> but it was funny. Yeah, what about you, Howard? Mm-hmm. Any, any, any oh, too, too many deaths to remember. For a while, I was doing a lot of pub stand-up um, open mic stuff and in pub comedy they expect you to be rude to be swearing they're mostly drunk and there are times that they simply didn't like clean humor or my excuse was they were so blotto they actually couldn't get intelligent humor so there are times you say a joke and they look at you and they swear back at me like just <laughs> provoke the priest and a couple of times i just cut cut the routine short walk off and pray you did that no <laughs> I've, d- I've done that you a just couple of times going. in pubs you yeah. just kept going did you shell it oh no boy i had to because they told me to kill <laughs> <laughs> so you both do comedy now tell us how that happened when did you realize that you might want to do stand-up comedy well, do you want me to go first? Yeah, well, please. I actually had no idea about doing anything like this because my grandson, I have a nine-year-old, well, my n- grandson was nine years old at this time. He's a lot older than that now. And he says, Mumsy, when I grow up, I'm going to be like you. That's my grandmother's name, by the way. 
And I said, what are you going to be, honey? He says, I'm going to be a comedian. I said, but I'm not a comedian. He says, yes, you are. So I said, okay, here we go. It's another one in the family now. So that's how I did it. Oh, really? I so did it for a, him. It was a dad it's, by your grandson. Grandson. He said, do it. <laughs> wow. So I did it. Yeah, well, I, was, I began uh, just practicing some comedy writing, writing skits for church, like a bit of a few comedy skits. Went to a course on comedy writing, found out it was about stand-up. In this course, they said, go to a pub, write your stuff, give it a try. I went to Star and Garter Hotel in South Melbourne. And first time I didn't, I killed them. They got, I loved it. It was so addictive. And then that was 15 years ago. And for 10 years, I was on the pub circuit, the club circuit, a few comedy festival shows. Now I've got all... Um, don't do a lot of that anymore. Oh, back okay. back in it, church. It was all downhill from there, from that first uh, opening starring. Yeah, no, no, no. I went uphill, up, up and down. It was mm. kind of interesting graph, really, up and down. Continued doing. What I got into after that was a lot of why do people laugh, laughter workshops, and I still do some of that stuff, mm. teaching people mm. how to laugh for health. Yeah. And you're a pastor. I'm a pa- pastor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can interpret that language. She means pastor. <laughs> yeah, I get told that every morning. Right, okay. So now, Shelley and Howard, you're both Christian believers. Maybe, Shelley, do you want to share us a little bit of how that happened? What convinced you to become a, a Christian believer? Well, I've been a Christian believer my entire life. I was I have to say I'm born to a Christian, so I don't think I had any other choice, but that was the best choice for me. Yeah? yeah. How so? How was that a good choice for you? Well, I've had a lot of things that happened to me. My mom died when I was 14 years old, so just that Christian upbringing from her, was, that was how I was able to go on and have the strength to keep the courage. So I found a lot of uh, courage in laughing and making people laugh, and she was a person that I made laugh once. She told me to go to bed one night. She says, get in bed. It's time to go to sleep. And I thought she said, pick up the broom and start sweeping. <laughs> and that's what I did and that's when she started laughing so I figured you know that's a good way to help people it's like medicine like laughter is medicine, it's good medicine. yes it is yeah. do you get uh, puzzled looks when people realize that you're a Christian and you do comedy I know I asked this gentleman I said uh, do you think God has a sense of humor he says I don't believe in God I said ooh that's a hell of an answer and he didn't like that so yes, I do. You do get yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, how, about, yeah. how about you? Mm. I, mean, I suppose being a priest, yeah. you get some funny looks. Well, people swear yeah. at you. Yeah, at first people thought I was joking because I was just jeans and t-shirt, and I said, "I've got a day job. I'm a priest." Very funny line in a pub until they realise you mean it seriously. <laughs> they thought it was hilarious that I was impersonating a priest, uh, and, and then they realised I wasn't swearing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then. After a while on the pub circuit, they began to know who I was. Uh, and people still a bit bemused, like, how can you be a comedian priest? But a lot of them then would say, you're really a priest? Uh, let me talk to you about my problems. And, uh, yeah, so, oh, so it opened up a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that's now, a number of comedians, like, for example, Fiona O'Loughlin, share amusing personal experiences. But I don't think that I've, I've had that many funny things happen to me in my life. So how do you get inspiration for your material? But, well, I get inspiration every day because it's a holiday for me here. Right. Because, I mean, every day I'm a different person. I've been Whitney Houston. I've been Michelle Obama. <laughs> I've been Oprah Winfrey. I said I, I'll be James Brown tomorrow probably. I don't know. <laughs> I've been every famous black person in America. So every day is humor. <laughs> yeah, whereas my life has just been plain tragic. <laughs> and, and if you stand up in a pub with drunk people and start telling them how tragic your life is, mm. they laugh. And so uh, it is. there is something in an art of comedy of turning your tragedy into humour. Uh, I went through a marriage breakup over 20, 25 years ago. I had three children on my own. I was a single parent for a while. Uh, and in a pub, that's funny. So I talk about 
I talk about being a single parent, lots of stories in that in my stand-up. I talk about being in the church, sort of groan about bishops, uh, which Uh, everyone's got a boss. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I just turned the tragedy of my life into something funny. It's a matter of saying, how can I frame this in a way that actually will touch their funny bone? Mm. (laughs) So how much preparation do you then do? Like, do you go to strangers in a train and say, hey, look, I've got a new joke. What do you think of this? Oh, no. No. Oh, no. No? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It just has to come. You, You find it. I found it with you today. I found it with this gentleman. What's his, I, I can't remember his name. The man trying to get out. <laughs> Lock that door! Close the door! I was, find, I was trying to find my way here, and I looked over, and I said, hey, I know that head. And I walked in. This is where we're at. Yeah, right. So you yeah. find the humor. So yeah, I, yeah. I'll probably use that in another joke somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I practice my humor, but not on strangers on the train. I talk to my wife. I say, I've read something. Sit down. She says, oh, no. She can't stand the pressure of me saying, is this funny? But I still do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you mentioned the pressure. There's pressure. Is there com- pressure when you're a comedian? Yep. Whenever someone meets you, you say, oh, go on, tell us a joke. You know, H- how do you feel about that? Are you going to say that today? Because it's awfully pressuring. <laughs> uh, just answer the question. <laughs> yeah, people say, tell us a joke. Do you know jokes? And you don't do no, that. I don't, uh, I don't modern jokes. stand-up comedy is not joke-telling. It's, it's, it's telling the story of my life. With mm-hmm. a, it's exaggerating. It's just embalming things in a certain way that makes the dead things look funny. Exactly. Oh. Like I do. Okay, so tell us a joke. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you a joke. Okay. Ne- never you use it. Never use this on stage. Never mm. use it in comedy. I got it from mm. my daughter. Who's, mm. you know, so, but it, it's a riddle. What did the fish say when he swam into the brick wall? Damn! <laughs> 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 it's a Christian joke because it's about fish, which is sun. <laughs> and it's about watching out for being damned. And it's, it's, I could preach a sermon on it, but I won't. <laughs> mm. Hmm. Yeah, no, please don't. You'd be surprised how often I've heard that. <laughs> please don't preach. And that's in church. Thank you for that profound <laughs> reflection that you've just given us. You'll there, never Howard. ask me again. No, will you? I won't. But have any jokes that you've tried that have just gone wrong or been misinterpreted? Mine are not misinterpreted. My husband said they're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I've heard that over and over again. So right. every yeah. day is, is something funny, I find. And I figure if he doesn't laugh at it, someone else will. But right. he says it's not funny. Yeah. He's heard it over and over yeah. again. And you being James mm. Brown? Uh, James, James Brown, he doesn't find that funny? Yeah, your husband no, doesn't no, mind he, you being he, James Brown? No, he, has, he hasn't heard that one. All right. Okay. Yeah, but everywhere we go, it's some type of uh, spectacle. They wanted to know who I am. He thinks they're looking at him. Right. My husband's Australian, by the way. Right. Yes. That's how I got here. Right. That makes sense. He, yes. He said he didn't... I didn't realize I was coming to Australia. I thought I was going to Austria. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking forward to European kind of Alps and those sort of things when you're Practicing your German. <laughs> oh, kangaroos. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he said cowboys and Indians. Okay, right. So, so Shelley, you're a woman who does mm. comedy. Now, comedy seems to He's be... very dog- observant. <laughs> <laughs> That's, thank you. That was. I'm glad you laughed. Australia. Um, comedy does seem to be dominated by men. Why do you think that is? Well, why is that? I have to ask him. Why is that? I try because... so hard not to dominate comedy. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I think women are just funny naturally. Yeah. Men. Men have to make it up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could dig the hole deeper, so I will. And I, jump I, in. Yeah, well, bleh, as I do. In our upbringing, uh, traditionally, I'm not so sure it applies, but traditionally, boys are encouraged to be more outgoing, to be funny. Girls are encouraged to be more demure and not to take a front line. I think more boys, as children, practice just getting attention by getting laughs. Not in my house. 
<laughs> I'm not surprised. The other way around in my house. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, okay, yes. So every day I wake up, I have it. My husband says, speak English today. <laughs> That's what he says. He says, I don't know what you're saying. That's how I get him to marry me, by the way. Right. He didn't know what I was saying. <laughs> so he said yes. Yes, he said yes. I said, oh, well, there we go. Yeah, That's it. The ring. That's right. Not going yeah, okay. back. <clears throat> now, we do try to have a little bit of fun. On Logos Live. Now, it's not a sin to laugh. As, as opposed to what we've been doing. <laughs> so, as comedians, maybe start now. as comedians, I thought I'd test you with a short little quiz on how well do you know laughter. Okay, so here we go. Here's a, now, how would you do laughter workshops? How many calories does laughing for 15 minutes burn? Ah, 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 That's my answer. Ah, I do know it burns calories. It's good physical exercise. Ah, how many? A hundred? Hundred? How many would you say? Wow, hundred. That's not that many. Yeah, huh. it's not that many. No, it's you not. You get a clue. But it's not that many. Twenty-five. Uh, yeah, there we go. Congratulations. Ten to forty calories. Now, apparently, uh, laughter can't be used as a weight loss or exercise regime. Uh, oh. You could. La- you'd have to laugh. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's just a shame. You'd have to laugh for twelve hours to burn a single pound. Apparently, oh. so laughing may contribute to a calorie burn, but not significantly enough to cause weight loss. Um, over the course of a whole year, <laughs> 15 minutes a day will help you drop just two kilos. So, and we also, by comparison, all right. 19 minutes of barbecuing apparently will burn 50, ki- 50 calories as well. So it's, it's similar to barbecuing. But if you laugh while you're barbecuing, you're yeah. home and host. So you, do, year. so you do laughter workshops, Howard. Yeah. Is it true that laughter is the best medicine? I believe so. But, uh, partly because that's in the Bible. Proverbs 17.22, a cheerful heart is like a good medicine. God said it first, not the reader's notice. Mm. So if it's in the Bible, yeah, it is. It's the best medicine in terms of it. Does uh, well, you still should take your antidepressants at the same time. But <laughs> I, I, I make sure I do. But the um, it releases endorphins in the body. It releases stress, and as you know, much disease comes from from stress. Mm-hmm. And laughter is a natural stress release. So when we laugh, we release stress. We release endorphins. We exercise the body. It's it's pretty healthy. Mm, I try to get my dose every day. Yeah, every day. Every day. Right now. Is there anything that you use to get your dose of laughter? Just get just up get in the up. morning and look in the mirror. I was going to say the same. Yes. I look, I look in the mirror. Yes. And laughter me. is like also the fountain of youth, is what I say. Because yeah. I have a son 40 years old, and people think he's my husband. Hmm. So there you go. Hmm. I've got a daughter 38 years old, and <laughs> oh, people think she's my go. mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, now for something completely different. According to some random clickbait number list, which is the top evil laugh of movie history? Was it, one, A, Dr. Evil from Austin Powers, B, The Wicked Witch of the West from The Wizard of Oz, C, Dracula from Count Dracula, or D, The Joker from the Batman franchise? Which is the... Top evil laugh of movie history. The Joker. The Joker? I'd go for the Wicked Witch. Well, actually, it depends on which list you use. Um, so, but, but apparently, but, but it seems as though that the Wicked Witch was the one, and apparently, another Doctor Evil from Austin Powers was another one. Um, but the Wicked Witch is generally the winner, appearing in a number of uh, clickbait lists as the, the most evil laugh. Mm. Um, so, what, who was that again? The Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, the Wizard go. of Oz. Can you do it? No. <laughs> 
but you know it well. That's it. You've got it. Wow. I, I'm spooked. So, so what, what constitutes oh, an, that was good. Uh, what constitutes an evil laugh? Why do villains laugh when hatching their evil plans? Ah, uh, because because laughter, like many of God's good gifts, can be used for good or it can be used for evil. evil. And so there is a good laughter. There's stress release. There's fun. There's joyful laughter. But there's also a, a laughing down and a, a cynical sort of laugh, and that's not very healthy. Uh, so, so there's a sinister side to a good gift. Laughter can be pretty nasty. Mm. Well, I think I'm feeling powerful. Yeah? Yeah, it makes them feel powerful to laugh like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it just, it just keeps growing and keeps brewing. Yes. So there you go. Mm. Oh, thank you. No. <laughs> um, so, well, uh, that concludes our little laughter quiz. So in our laughter quiz, I think you both got one right. So give them a little round of applause. Oh, oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> so laughter is universal. We're all born with a capacity to laugh. Even deaf people laugh. So why do we laugh? Uh, ooh. Ooh. I think it's innate. It's innate. Yeah. Physiologists yes. have looked at this, and mm. most would say that it would have originally come as a, st- a body stress release. Uh, people who study evolution say the people who laugh lived. If you didn't laugh, you died, uh, mm. usually from stress disease. But in the fact that all human beings laugh means it's something that was part of our survival and probably by release of stress. Um, and so you get tense. You laugh, you release it. The other side, sociologists will say that laughter actually creates positive relationships and our survival depends on good relationships and expressing joy, happiness, humour is a way of establishing a positive relationship with someone else. Mm. The reason I said it was innate because there was an, I don't know if it was a survey that was being done, but I read an article where the hospital had this little baby that was born deaf and blind. And the baby was about three months old, and they just kind of tickled it with a little soft animal, and the baby just started giggling and laughing. Mm. So the baby had never heard it before and never seen anyone laugh, so it's just, I felt a part of who we we are. Now, I heard the musician Ben Folds at a concert once, and he started his show by singing. As he does. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been very relieved to hear that. How was it? <laughs> it was, uh, yes, it wasn't a mime show. Um, if there's a God, he's laughing at us and our football team. It's from his song, Effington. Does God laugh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. God yes, and I have a good chuckle laugh. quite often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he laughs at our victories, and he also laughs at those that are unbelievers. Yeah. So well, God sits in heaven laughing. Well, we'll get to that because actually that's part of the Logos. That's part of Logos Live. We reflect on the scriptures, the Logos, and we're going to explore a little bit more about laughter in a section of the Old Testament, a psalm. It's Psalm 2. So let me read it out for you. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. Now, this passage does speak about God laughing, but it's not because someone's cracked a good joke, is it? Uh, Howard, what's, what's this passage saying? Um, God's laughing because the uh, kings of the earth, the people who don't know God, are plotting against his anointed. And to me, it's that laugh of, of assurance. They think they can touch God's people, and God just laughs at them. It's, it says in derision, but in actual fact, it's the laugh of confidence. And I think Christians can laugh that way. So rather than getting stressed by what's happening in the world and fearful of all mm-hmm. the things that might happen, we can say, 
God is sovereign, God is in control, I'm laughing. Yeah. And, and I actually think that sense of relief laughter, confidence laughter, is a, is a good use that Christians should have. Um, people think they can get in the way of God's plan, but we know who's boss. And that's what I see there. God says, you think you can touch my anointed, I'm laughing. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Oh, good. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so relieved. Yeah. But yes. Uh, so, he, so his laughter comes from a position of security. Yes. Of knowing. And of knowing. Mm. Yes. Sovereignty, yeah. So, so who, who, who do you think are the, these kings and the, of the earth and these rulers that he's laughing at? Well, it, it says that they're people trying to touch the Lord's anointed. So in, in that original context, there are nations around trying to do things against God's people, the Jewish people. Uh, and, and this is a... This is a sense of when God is looking at you, he's anointed, he's laughing, you're safe. He's, he's not anxious. He's just laughing at them saying, you think you can touch my anointed. In New Testament terms, through Jesus, who is the anointed one, it's that sense that uh, Satan thinks he can attack Jesus. God's laughing because he has the last victory. And for us as Christians, we say, we're in Christ. We don't need to fear the people. So the, the kings could be the nations of old time, Satan and his ploys, and anyone who's trying to attack Good Christian comedians. Oh, thank you for that, Pastor Howard. That's You're right. welcome. Yes, pastor, 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 pastor. 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 Yeah, pastor. So, but is God here though? He's laughing. Is he a bit like these evil despotic rulers, laughing at the the sinister plots of these other people? There's no sense in this that God is evil. In fact, in in this, the evil is what the kings of the earth are doing, uh, and God's laugh God's laughter is against them, saying that is you don't you don't know what you're doing. I'm laughing uh, because I'm actually going to have the final victory. There's a there's a sense there of confidence. Go. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's a sense of confidence. You agree? Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Do you agree, Rob? I mean, got, he's got... a pastor, so you know he understands that part of the Bible. I read it, but you're... <laughs> <laughs> so I pretend to yeah, understand yeah. it. <laughs> That's right. Now, this, this is a royal messianic psalm, which is, speaks about this future anointed king, the one that we've just mentioned, God's chosen one. Now, the chosen ones are a bit of a common theme in movies, like Kung Fu Panda, uh, the chosen one in the Lego movie, uh, Neo from the Matrix, Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars. Now, in verse six, he speaks about this chosen king who he has installed. So who is this king? I actually think the Psalms will have more than one meaning. So in the first instance, it's King David and his descendants. In its ultimate prophetic meaning, it's Jesus. Mm. So I, I would say both are true. It's written as a Psalm about David, but actually its fulfillment comes in Jesus Christ. Mm. You're testing my Bible <clears throat> knowledge here. Um, <laughs> questions just come through, which I'll ask. God promised Abraham and Sarah a child in their old age. Uh, Sarah laughed. She laughed. Mm. Is God amusing in what he does in our lives? Sorry, is God amusing in what he does in our lives? Yeah, and, oh, and then the word, story. the name yeah. Isaac means she, she laughed. laughed. Yeah, that's he right. laughs. He laughs. Yeah, he yeah. laughs. Yeah, yeah. I love that story. So, so the question again? <laughs> I got the story. What was the question? Is God amusing in what he does in our lives? Um, yeah. Depends how you see that. Yeah, look, I think I think sometimes when we hear what God is doing, we chuckle, we laugh. Mm. Unfortunately, like Sarah, sometimes it's a bit of laughter and disbelief. Like she's, <laughs> I'm yeah, so right. old. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, me have a baby. <laughs> you know, I've done that to God. <laughs> me, me be a pastor. <laughs> oh, okay. Me be a comedian. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so sometimes we laugh uh, because we don't quite accept, accept it. it, and then we think, oh. God can do that in me. Uh, so I think in Sarah's laugh, to be honest, it's a bit of she's not accepting and she laughs it off. 
but then she discovers that God has the final word. Mm. And then that lovely irony of calling the child. He laughs. Mm. Rather than pretending we didn't laugh, say, let's celebrate the laugh. Mm. Well, apparently Woody, Woody Allen said, if you want to make God laugh, tell him about your plans. Yeah. That was uh, his... That actually is a rephrasing of Psalm 2. <laughs> the kings of is the it? earth. <laughs> you want to make God laugh, tell him what your plans are. That's exactly what happened in Psalm 2. Mm. Now, there are other instances of God laughing in the scriptures. For example, Psalm 37, 12 to 13 says, the wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, <laughs> for he knows their day is coming. Here God laughs at the wicked, but it's slightly different because God is looking to the future. It's not so much laughing in, in derision at the, at the rulers, but he say, I know what's going to happen to you. So why would God laugh in this situation? Again, I see it as a laughter of joy mm. and confidence. So this note, God knows what will happen in terms of anthropomorphism, turning it into uh, as, as like a human. We're in that similar situation of the Lord because we know that the day of the Lord is there. There's a confidence in that. So we can look at the world which looks like it's going to hell in a, in a basket. If things look like they're out of control, we can say we actually know what the end is. The end is the coming of Jesus and the certainty of his reign. Because of that certainty, I'm laughing. Mm. There's a confidence in that yeah, laugh so rather than anxiety. Latin also diffuses it so much. You know, so a lot of things happen in people's lives, and if you're able to laugh and find the joy in it and understand what you have to look for in the future. I mean, I have had a, my baby died when I, she was four, uh, three months old, so mm. I've had a lot of death in my, in my life. My mom died when I was 14. But I count all of that for joy because I have so much to look forward to That's and lovely. so much it gave me strength. Mm. Mm. Well, let's, let's think a bit about the future because there is a sense in which the Christian hope is in joy in the future, a heavenly, uh, heavenly hope. And the late Robin Williams hoped that there would be laughter in heaven. Like you arrive and God says, two, Jew- two Jews walk into a bar. Um, <laughs> will there be laughter in heaven? Are you of going to heaven? Of course there's going there's to be, be laughter in heaven. <laughs> there's going to be singing, there's going to be dancing, there's going to be everything like that in heaven. Yeah. Yeah, I, can, I, I feel that I know that. Even children's laughter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Heaven. Do you agree? He, yeah. Heaven in Scripture mm-hmm. is just seen as the redeemed and perfect and eternal version of the best on earth as God created it. And we, we'll, we'll be in our bodies. We'll, it'll be real. It'll be lively. We're going to eat fish because Jesus did after he was resurrected. Uh, and, and, and we're going to laugh. Mm. Yeah. But back to that psalm, that second psalm passage, Psalm 37, one, that where the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. Is that also a, a warning against judgment? Yeah. Can I answer? Well, yeah. I don't know if this is the right answer for this one, for that yeah. particular question, but I sort of, in a way, feel like, you know, that's why the Lord gave us children. That's kind of our payback. So he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, he can laugh at what's happening because children are giving us the payback. So I know it's probably totally different, but I see it that way also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry. Any, any, <laughs> yeah. This past warning against mm. laughing in the face of judgment. It, it's got to be seen in the light of that first two sentences. The wicked, what they're doing is they're plotting against the righteous and they're gnashing their teeth at them. So you've got these wicked people plotting and gnashing against God's people, uh. the righteous. The Lord laughs because He knows where that's going to end up. So yeah. it's not so much I'm going to judge you, but that behaviour. In the end, we know where that will lead. Uh, and so it's, yeah, it's not so much I'm laughing because I'm judging you. I'm laughing because I'm sure about the end of the righteous and where your wickedness will lead you. So, Shelley and Howard, we've been, today we've been thinking about laughter. Does God laugh? 
Yeah. Absolutely. I certainly hope so or I'm in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why children, you know, children come into the world, they laugh 300 times a day, they say. And here, adults, grown people, we laugh three to four times a day. So I make it my point to laugh as much as I possibly can. Amen. So why do children laugh so much? Yeah. Well, let me leave you with the Logos for the day. Psalm 2, 5 and 6. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying... I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I look forward to you joining us next time for Logos Live. Please thank our guests today, Howard Langmead and Shelia Allen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.